Hello and welcome back to Sportsbeat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr. And joining me on the ones and twos, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Hicken. What is up? We're back. And uh, this is the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of an awkward transition. My headphones aren't working right now. Oh. Uh, it's the beginning of the most wonderful time of the year. Yes. High school football begins this week. Yes. We're recording very early on a Monday morning, uh, coming at to you from, not live, but from the KSL After Hours studios. Um, we uh, are kind of, we just kind of looked over our first schedule for uh, the week for high school football, and yeah, it's a stacked week. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is the best time of year, like you said, Zach, because high school football starting. It's Christmas, especially like after <laughs> you turn 12 and you find out that Santa Claus isn't real. Sorry, kids, plug your ears, but he's not. We had preseason NFL football this week. Um, we've got fall college. camp is still going fall, on. Fall camp is, is going on. College football will start in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. It's finally here. Um, but if anyone that listens or watches Sports Beat knows we love call, uh, high school football and we love prep action. We we cover it religiously. We cover it better than anyone else in the state. Absolutely. Um, like if you want high school football prep football coverage, like KSL TV, KSLSports.com, KSL the best sports YouTube page is the best. And the best. We've got the best videographers in the biz shooting this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, but let's should we just get into it? Yeah, well let's uh let's preview our game of the week. On KSL TV. Yes. If anyone doesn't know, we do a game every week. Exclusive. Game of Live, Game of the Week. Um, we've got this year, Jeremiah Jensen in the booth, Tom Hackett on the sidelines. Stevenson um, Sylvester. Stevenson Sylvester. The Enforcer. He's yes. the uh, color commentator. I'm excited. Um, he was actually really good last year uh, doing color commentary. Uh, he only did like three or four games filling yeah. in for Scott Mitchell, but I'm excited for him to be a part of our team. Um more regularly, and I'm excited to see what Tom's able to bring. He has a lot of sideline experience a couple of years yeah. uh, with the U, and Jeremiah taking the big seat, the yeah. head honcho. I'm, I'm excited to see what he's able to do. He does a great job on, on Sportsbeat. I can't help but think he's going to do a great job in the booth. Everything he does is excellent. Yeah. Everything. Good stuff. So He's like King Midas. Everything he touches turns to gold. Maybe absolutely. that should be his rap name. <laughs> King Midas? Yeah, King hmm. Midas. I like it. Um, figured it out. So we got we well, well, last talk year about the game that he's doing. Okay, we're telling people about it. So okay. why don't we tell them what it is? It's uh, Dixie at Springville. Uh, Dixie, one of the favorites in the four A classification, which is actually it's uh, it's shrunk in size a little bit. There's only three regions in four A now, and then Springville, which is one of the lead contenders in five A. Mm-hmm. They run that kind of triple option offense, which is always tricky to defend. It's going to be a great game. Um, it's going to be at Springville High. Uh, excited to uh, get down to Utah County and cover the boys. Um, but we got a lot of good matchups, and we're going yeah. to actually have what may be one of the, the top matchups of the year, something that people actually want to see last year, happening on Thursday. I'll be there. It's uh, Orem at Corner Canyon. Yeah. we're. I was going to say last year well, the classifications were different. Yes. And this year – They've shaken things up a little bit, um, but we're going to have... We buried the lead. 
we it's all right. it's cool um no one knows what they are now so go look them up um we still have some brushing up to do but like you said orm at corner canyon is going to be a monster game um a whole new class of stars this year um yeah not a lot of schools have heavy returners from the year before well it, it depends it- yeah, there, there's a lot of really talented players moving on, but there's sure. there's some good guys moving back that maybe we don't realize are coming back because it was a very top-loaded yes. class for that senior class last year with guys like Apuika, Pukunakua, mm-hmm. um, uh, Michael Daly, um, some really good players uh, that are moving on. Um, but I'm excited to for what some of these schools bring back. Let's start with the Orem Tigers, who... Bring in what is probably the best player in the state, Noah Sewell. Yes, absolutely. You saw Noah a lot last year. Yes. I'm excited to see him this week in person against Corner Canyon. Yeah. What kind of player is Noah Sewell? He is a two-way player, just a big guy. Um, I'm pretty sure he's listed at like 6-1, maybe like... Maybe 6-2. Yeah. He's a big dude. He plays running back and he's a linebacker. Um Pretty good size for linebacker, big guy for running back. But this dude has a lot of push, um, big, strong legs. Um, He's kind of an every-down bruiser kind of back, and uh, he can lay a hit. So I'm excited for you to see him in action on both sides of the ball. Um, I'd be interested to to know where he's going to focus this year, if he's going to focus on – offense or if he's going to focus on defense well i think he's a i think he's a linebacker at the next level i don't know that he's necessarily a a running back because of the speed well i just think that he's such a punishing linebacker i think he'd be fine as a running back but yeah i think i mean he's he's an elite linebacker i mean he's a five-star kid yeah He's the number two guy at his position in the entire country the number 23 overall recruit in the entire country. Mm-hmm. And he's huge. He's 6'2", 266. Yeah. And he's a he's just a freak athlete. Like, you don't get guys that big, especially at the high school level, let alone college or the NFL, right. that move the way he can. Yeah. And, like, it's something that we've seen from, like, his siblings. Like, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. Justin Herbert, the mm-hmm. quarterback up at Oregon, uh, the guy protecting his blind side is Noah's older brother, Panay Sewell. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, dude, this guy is like the best athlete on the team. He has the best feet. Like he can do anything. Like he's so smooth, so athletic. Like he's so good. And he's the reason I'm able to do what I can do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm excited to see what Noah's able to do this year. But, and he headlines a very good um, class this year that like is getting some um, recruit. It's being recruited uh, pretty heavily, like throughout the entire country. I mean, some of these guys in the top fifteen or so, they're they're likely to end up in state. Sure. Um, but you, you know, the number two guy, uh, Xavier Carlton out of uh, Juan Diego, uh, he's getting looks from Cal, UCLA, USC, Utah, Arizona. Um, you know, really good guy, Van Fillinger, uh, up, up at Corner Canyon. He's committed to Texas. Mm-hmm. Nate Ritchie, who. A guy that's very underrated um, by a lot of people. I love Nate Ritchie's game. Lone Peak, safety, yeah. led what I thought was one of the best um, 
defense defensive secondaries mm-hmm. in uh in high school football last year. He's very I'm, athletic. And well, two sport. Yeah, guy. He, he's a he's a two sport guy plays basketball as well and he can uh like he's just such a good threat. Mm-hmm. He returned like four or five, maybe six. I don't know. I'm let's say up to like eight. I don't want to undersell <laughs> him. Yeah. Kicks last year for touchdowns. Um he did it against my Pleasant Grove Vikings. Uh, I'm a Pleasant Grove alum, and he killed them both games that he played against them. Wow! Um, with his ability to return kicks, and it's not just that; like he is a ball hawk. He can um, he does a really good job reading quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and he's a big reason that Michael Daly was able to put up the numbers that he did twenty five plus sacks on the year. Um, because when a quarterback is spending six seconds trying to survey the field, and um, you have a lockdown safety who is a threat to pick the ball off on any time you throw it down the field, um, if you have an elite pass rusher like Michael Daly was for Lone Peak last year, then he's going to get after the quarterbacks. And um, you just look at some of the other guys that we're excited to cover. Mason Falslove, the athlete from Skyview, um, played wide receiver and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sione Fotu from Bingham. Bodie Schoonover, uh, outside linebacker, tight end, committed to BYU from American Fork. Um, a lot of really good guys that uh, I'm expecting big things from this year. Heck, even Zach Wilson's younger brother, Josh Wilson, the inside linebacker from yeah. Corner Canyon. Like, this first game of the year, um, Orem Corner Canyon is going to be, like, star-studded. Really good guys. you got the number one, number three guy in the entire state on the field. Um, I'm excited. And Cole Hagan. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a guy that he's 20, 20th in the rankings. And, like, just because we're mentioning him a little bit later doesn't mean that, like, we're underselling by any means. Right. He m- might be the best quarterback in the state this year. This kid threw it all over the field last year, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do after Corner Canyon makes the move to 6A after winning the 5A championship last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another matchup I'm looking forward to. Well, another school I'm looking forward to watch, um, Kearns High School. One of the f- funnest people to watch play. One of the schools that I'm most excited to watch this year Um on the football field is Kearns high school. If you remember last year, we, we ran his highlights almost every week. Um, human highlight reel, um, Isaiah Fatasi. Um, this dude, I, you were talking about returning football, uh, returning for touchdowns. And I don't know how many this dude had, but he had a bunch and, um, Utah state commit, He's got to carry this team now. And granted, Kearns hasn't been historically well, great at football. they had their best season in the last 25 years last year. Oh, okay. Um, but they, they, they were good. They passed the first round of the playoffs for the first time in 25 years last year. Are you serious? Yeah, and it was because of the load that Isaiah Afatasi carried in that backfield. Um, you mentioned the stats that he had. 14 touchdowns. Um, Insane. 922 yards rushing and they spread the ball out pretty well like he I mean he had 115 carries his yards per carry average was eight uh pretty much 8.02 wow so eight yards per carry um he was also playing defense like he's a do-it-all guy for this team because he's just such a good athlete Mm -hmm. he can uh he can return it like you said um and then at the defensive position he had six interceptions which that's crazy uh, four more than the second most guy, um, second most on the team. Yeah. 
So he just he does it all for the Kearns Cougars, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do in Region 2 this year. Yeah, he's fast, he's quick. He'll fit in very well at Utah State, I think. Yeah, and so Kearns, um, who are they playing this week, Emma? They're playing Box Elder, um, but they're at home. Um, Box Elder, not looking to make a big splash this year, I don't think. No, they're they're kind of a solid program every year, yeah. year in, year out, and what they're able to do in Region 5, um, year in and year out. And again... Like all the everything's changed so much, it's hard to give like an accurate uh, prediction for what these teams are able to do because a lot of this um, is just so different. Like Roy makes the jump to six A, yeah, and I'm excited to see how they step up to the challenge. Um, so we're kind of jumping around all over, but uh, we're just kind of getting our our feel for the high school football season, getting oriented. Um, but some other games that we're looking forward to. Uh, we talked a lot about Lone Peak. They're the number two ranked team in the state. They're facing Timpview. Yeah. And Timpview's looking to kind of make a resurgence after um, they've been down the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, some of their guys that they uh, typically go to are going to different schools. but And granted, they're in a in a tough, tough region. Um, and this year, they're also going to be in a pretty tough region. They've got Orem. They've got Alta. Lehigh, um, the new Mountain Ridge High, the school, new Mountain Ridge High School, plus Timpanogos and Timpview. So yeah. that's pretty stacked. It's up a at the it's top, a pretty stacked region um, between Alta, Orem, and Timpview. And again, at Mountain Ridge is going to be very interesting to see how they turn out to be. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just excited for high school football to be back. Me too. Um, who, who are you? Uh, let's should we pick a favorite to. Let's maybe start going through each classification. Okay. Um, and go through our favorites to win the state championships at each classification. Let's start with 6A. All right. So 6A, um, it's kind of tricky because 6A obviously has the most talented teams in the state. Um, we're talking your American Forks, your Lone Peaks, your PGs. Eh, PG's um, going to be all right this year. But, uh, you know, I just have a feeling I'm just going to go back with what we know. <laughs> I'm going to pick Bingham. It's probably my favorite for 6A. I like Bingham. They always reload. They always are bringing players back. Just the development that they have through that youth system all the way up is elite. Um, They're going to be looking to uh, make some noise this year after getting upset in the semifinals by American Fork last year. Mm-hmm. Um, And they get some help, too, because they were in Region 4 last year, which is like the SEC of high school football yeah. in the state. Like Lone Peak, it was a bloodbath. Pleasant Grove, uh, Bingham, um, all beating up on each other. And then poor Westlake is like stuck in there. Um, but Bingham's going to go up against East, which is like one of the best rivalries in the state in recent mm-hmm. years. So I'm excited to see that as a region battle that actually has um, some impact on the seating that they'll get for the season. But I mean, Harriman's going to be really good this year too. Um, but my favorite for the 6A classification, actually Corner Canyon. Okay. Their offense is going to be legit. I talked a little bit about Cole Hagen earlier. Um, what they bring with um, Josh uh, Josh Wilson leading that defense right. at middle linebacker, um, plus Van Fillinger uh, at the defensive end. I really like what they bring. Um, I think that they're going to make the adjustment to 6A very well, and I'd pick them – as my favorite out of that region four, which is 
again, the SEC of high school football in Utah. I saw a piece on the DeseretNews.com calling Region 3 the Big Ten. If Region 3 (laughs) is the Big Ten, then Region 4 is probably the SEC. It's the the AFC East, you know. (laughs) Right. Region 4 is just stacked in... Like they're 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 really good um, yeah. year in and year out. Like Region Four is winning all the championships, mm-hmm. and I don't see that going a different way. Despite what Bingham's able to do, interesting. I'm going Corner Canyon in this case. I'm a Region Four homer because I'm a Utah County boy. <laughs> prove us wrong, Region Three. Yeah, prove us wrong. Um, all right, let's let's go on to like five A. Um, How do you think Orem's going to make the jump to five A? They're going from four A to five A. Lose their quarterback. Lose their receiver. Well, player. I was going to say, was Puka is Puka the best player to play at Orem last year? With what Noah brings, yes. Okay, um, and that's no shade at Noah. I think Noah's a fantastic athlete. He's definitely. I was trying to catch you in something. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Oh, um, but no, I just think you know Puka was just, um. And this isn't Puka exclusive. There's a lot of athletes that are like this too. But he's just he also he just had last year that thing where you're like, oh, this dude's a college athlete playing high school. Well, he was doing something special that we hadn't seen in a long time, especially at the high level that he was playing at. Um, he broke every single state record individually, career, yeah, everything, and like. They knew teams knew that they were going to throw at him, and they'd put like three people on him, and he could still high point the ball yeah. over him, no matter who they played. Like even against Bingham, who Bingham is a lockdown defensive team, um, the like and who was top higher in class 6A than them. and his yeah. two higher classes. They're a four well, right team, last year, yeah, and he still dominated. Um, uh, Bishop Gorman, like yeah. one of the best schools, high schools in the nation. Like he stands out as one of the best players. Sorry, I just wanted to catch you in something, see if I could confuse you a little bit. <laughs> Noah Sewell is going to be really good, though. Like, yes, this is no absolutely. knock on either player. They're just very different players in the way that they impact the game. Yeah. Um, and when you have a wide receiver that you can throw up to, mm-hmm. and he can catch and bring down every single ball that you throw to him, it makes a big difference, and it opens up what you can do offensively. I think I think it also is a statement to, like, Orem and what they're doing coaching-wise, because they know, you know, they're not going to give Puka, like, a bubble screen across the middle, because... That would kill him, you yeah. know, but they're also not sending Noah on wheel routes. So it's like um, they play the position that they play very, very, very well. And that is why they perform um, at like a collegiate level, I would say, so are at you, high school. Are you picking Orem as your favorite in 5A? Um, you know what? I'm not going to pick Orem. Okay. Um, oh, ooh, I'm excited to hear who you say. Yeah, I'm actually going to... Um, you know what? I'm going back and forth in my mind right now. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick Alta. Okay. Okay. Why is that? Um, just because I feel like, um, kind of a dark horse pick. Kind of a dark horse pick. I feel like their coaching staff is has gotten their legs underneath them. Mm-hmm. They're in the perfect spot where they're kind of flying under the radar, like no one's really looking at them. Um, and they've got some athletes that started last year that are coming back. Well, while you look, a couple teams. I think Orem's the clear favorite in 5A. In my opinion, they're the number four overall team in the state. Um, Making the jump from 4A to 5A, I think that they'll be able to do it. Um, Even though they're in a pretty – they're probably in one of the two better regions in the state. I Mm -hmm. think that they're – 
Um, I think that they're clearly better than Tempview. Um, even I, I, I just think Tempview, their year's gonna be twenty twenty. I a agree. A lot of their guys are really young still. Really young. Like Logan Pilly is like one of the studs that they have as a senior. Uh, BYU commit. Um, he has two brothers up at the U and a brother in law, or sorry, up at the Y mm-hmm. and a brother in law as well. Um, so it's kind of a family affair between the Pillies and uh, BYU. <laughs> but um, you know, some of the dark horses that I may be looking at. Roy left Region Five, so that kind of opens up Region Five a little bit. Um, I'm excited to see what Farmington's able to do in year two. They kind of caught fire towards the end of the season. Uh, I like what Viewmont did last year. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a Viewmont Viking, a Viewmont grad. So yes, you're sir. proud to uh, see them represent. But, you know, Region 6 is going to be interesting. I think Highland and Olympus are going to battle it out there. Um, two really strong programs that um, are looking to achieve more than they did last year. And with Sky Ridge and Corner Canyon, the finalists from 5A, bumping up to 6A this year, mm-hmm. they're going to make that push to try and go to the championship. And um, and don't discount these teams from Southern Utah County either. Sure. Provo is a team to keep your eye on. And it's been like 20 years since anyone has had to say that. I heard you, I've heard you say this, and I, I like it. So keep talking about the Bulldogs. What They've got a new school. They've got new life in them. And you know what? For the first time in a while, they can compete – in recruiting, if I can say that. Well, yeah, they have Tony McGeary, who is just an excellent coach. He was really good at Lone Peak. Um, I believe won a state championship with the Knights in 2011, quarterback by Chase Hansen back then. But, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna so I'm gonna say Orem's the clear favorite to win 5A. Okay, Provo is my dark horse pick, though. Okay, let's I move like on that. to 4A. That's kind it. of a long roundabout way to get to things. 4A, Dixie. Yeah, Dixie. Um, but there's a lot of good teams out there. Skyviews. I like Ridgeline. I like Skyview. Yeah. Logan's always good. Uh, Pineview's pretty solid. Um, you know, they're going to um, – so Pineview, and it sounds like – so Desert Hills mainly, and then some of Pineview is going to be drawn on from that new school, Crimson Cliffs. I'm interested yeah. to see how Crimson Cliffs does in its first year. Um, Same you bring with Cedar Valley. Cedar Valley, yeah. Which – let's talk about Region 10 for a second. Okay. Okay. So we got Uinta. <laughs> it's going to be – this is the track. Which is Vernal. Yeah. And Tooele in the same region. Okay. Okay. In case you guys aren't too familiar with geography in Utah, let's do a little geography lesson. Okay. Okay. I'm, I live in Tooele. This is a three-hour and 26-minute drive from Tooele to Uinta. Yeah. Imagine doing that not just for football. Okay. So they're going to leave to go play a football game. You have to get there by probably, what, 5 o'clock to get yourself spatted up and Sure. All your gear on to be out for warm-ups at 6 o'clock. So you're going to leave at 2.30, meaning that kids are probably going to have to get out of class at 12.30. Yeah. You, I mean, you went to is in a tough situation with being a very large school. Way the heck out so east. So far away. Um, I don't know. Do they need to have some of their kids go to Union um, in Roosevelt? I don't, I, know, I don't know. They need to find a way to fix this because that's not even the furthest drive. And this... Between schools in the region. Yes. Yeah. Ogden to Twilla is like four plus hours. Ben Loman High School is Ben Loman High School is four plus hours. Okay. Mountain, Mountain View is View. in this region. Like, so what we got Forum to Twilla to Cedar Valley, which is way out in like city center Eagle Mountain. Yeah. Out east to Uinta. And then. And then all the way up north into Ogden. And then. <laughs> 
Park City. Oh, Park City. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. So let's break it down real, real quick here. Okay. So I, I live in Tula. The schools that are in that area, Tula, Stansbury, Cedar Valley now. Those are all probably. Cedar Valley's a little bit further south, but yeah. Yeah, it's like but it's just on the other west. side of the mountains. Yeah. So you, I would say that's like a half hour drive between the three. Yeah. Because there's not a lot of traffic going between the three. But then you got Ogden, Park City, Ben Lomond. Those schools are closer to each other. Ogden I would to say. Park City. Well, and that's ben pretty Lomond far. Is kind of a pain. Like Park City's kind of out of the way. But then it's like, and then you got Mountain View way in the hell down south, and then Uinta way in the hell east. Like east, I guess Uinta and Park City would be pretty close, right? Or am I wrong? No. How close is that, dude? Park City's like a twenty-five minute drive from Broadcast House. I, I've never been to Uinta High School. Okay, so Uinta is in, um, as I said earlier, Vernal. Oh, that's the Vernal School. Okay. Yeah, Uinta's in Vernal. Never mind. That's insane. Yeah. So it's like a three-hour drive from Park City. Uh, maybe not three. Two forty-five. Yeah, that just sucks. So, anyways, I don't know what the solution would be, but Region Ten is a hot mess. Imagine baseball, which plays three games in a week. <laughs> Seven hours round trip in a car, or bus, excuse me, two times a week, either from Tooele to um, Uinta or Uinta yeah. to Tooele. Honestly, if I was like, if I was playing in Park City and I was Uinta or, hell, even, I don't know, I would I would just sleep over. Just go the day before and like sleep over. It just it, it's such a problem logistically because yeah. these programs are going to have to shell out a lot of money and it's going to put them at a disadvantage when you got region 9 which, you know, the longest any of these teams are going to have to drive is 45 minutes um with uh Cedar. Yeah. Did they change their school name to Cedar City? Oh, I don't know cuz it was just Cedar, right? Yeah. They've always been the Cedar Reds. Now it says they're the Cedar City Reds. I wonder if that's a typo. Hmm. Well, um, they yeah, also Dixie's changed a... the name to the Reds. <laughs> yeah, let's move on okay. from that. Uh, if you want more on that, um, go to KSLTV.com, KSLSports.com. <laughs> we can talk about the changing of the mascot there. We will not touch that on Sports Beat After Hours. Region um, 11 makes the most sense. It's all the Logan schools. Yeah, yeah. Like Region 9 and Region like 11 makes sense, but like Region 10 is just. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. Dude, we should has anyone written anything about that? I think someone should write something about Let's how insane Let's write a really hot is. take column about okay. how bad it is. Can you do that tomorrow? I'm going to sign it to you. I am the editor for <laughs> Sportsbeat After Hours. I'm assigning you a column. And I am the Region anyway. 10 insider. Yeah, Region for... 10 insider. <laughs> then we're diving deep inside Region 10. Getting all inside Region 10. <laughs> it's like dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when the when they're doing the car wash, oh my god, get a little bit deeper in there. Anyways, you can get deeper in Region Ten. Hot mess. Let's go to three A. Uh, Juan Diego, Judge Memorial, South Summit, Summit Academy, South, South Summit, Summit making the ju- jump to two A. Wow, I like Summit Academy here. Um, they're the yeah champions last year. Um, they find a way to get great athletes, man. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of well, uh, it's not just that they have Les Hamilton who's. Probably one of the top five coaches in the state. Yeah, coaching at a three A um, school where he's uh, like a charter school where he's able to kind of bring in his guys that he wants. I'm excited to see how that turns out. And then two A, uh, this is interesting. So one A goes away, 
And so 2A kind of, some of the guys jumped up, some of the bigger schools in 2A jumped up to 3A. And 1A making the jump. But I think the the clear favorite here are the Milford Tigers, led by Bryson Barnes. Um, He's one of the most dynamic players in the state. He's a guy, starting last year in 1A, um, he could have started the majority of 5A and 6A schools as a quarterback Hmm. as a junior last year. Um, He threw 48 touchdowns. 3,000 yards and only five Jeez. picks. He also ran for 12 touchdowns and 750 yards. So That's insane. He's just doing unfair <laughs> things. Um, Paxton Henry was like his go-to receiver uh, last year. I believe that Paxton actually moves on um, 11, almost 1,200 yards last season and 25 touchdowns. So it was like a back-and-forth race between Henry and uh, Puka for that state record for yeah. uh, single-season touchdowns. And Puka came out on top because they were just tossing the ball to him in the state championship. He was they were the going guy. for it. Yeah, yeah. they're going for it. Um, which, when you have a guy that's as prolific as Puka Nakua, why not go out and uh, do it for him? But I think Milford, as long as Bryson Barnes, the 1A MVP from last year, um, is able to um, do what he did last year, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't repeat um, this time at the two way level. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's our quick high school breakdown. I promise you we'll know more stories as the year goes by. So stick with us. We're going to yeah, have well, some great stories coming out on KSLSports.com. What we're also going to do, um, we'll probably do either late Friday night or early on Saturdays. We're going to do a quick high school football recap and mm-hmm. just kind of talk about, like, mainly we want to focus on these players because yeah, um, we, we the reason we love to do this is because of the stories of these guys and these players and, um, you know, for them, this is everything that they've worked for their entire lives, yeah. and a, a large number of these guys will never um, do more than high school football. So we kind of want to spotlight them, and uh, you know, pump them up a little bit because they give us some of our favorite content of the year. Yeah, um, and they're showing out there. This is something that they've worked for for you know, fourteen, fifteen years to achieve, and they're laying it all out on the line for the last time for a lot of these guys. So yeah. um, stay tuned for that. We'll also continue to do our Sunday night podcasts and. We're gonna do some other fun things. So, hopefully, someone with energy drinks can sponsor us because it's getting real sloppy. We're like super tired. We like have no, yeah, yeah. No we need to, um, maybe look into. We should uh, get the Kaivai sponsor. Oh, dude, that'd be legit. <laughs> kind of chill a little bit. Um, but anyways, thanks for sticking around with us. If you stuck around with us, I'm Hemi Mooley Jr. and he's at kicking. Good night.